Welcome to the official podcast of the Canberra Raiders. So close to the Raiders. And Papali would be an appropriate man to score. He's done it. He's done it. Brought to you by OAC Digital. Come join us as we go behind the limelight. Hello and welcome to Behind the Limelight, the Raiders' official podcast, thanks to OAC Digital. Finals week one, the Raiders have made it into the top eight and they will travel to Amy Park to take on the Melbourne Storm this weekend. Joining us on the podcast this week is Lauren Pritchard. Hello, Loz. Hey, Ben. And uh, for the first time this year, we've got the boss, Ricky Stewart, the coach of the Canberra Raiders. How are you, Stick? I'm very well, Benny. We've been waiting for you. Thanks for the invite. We've been waiting to get to the finals before we got you on. We know you got a bit going on but it's great to have you and uh, can't wait to have a chat and see what's been happening and uh, how preparations are going. First of all though, let's go around the horn. As I push the podcast deck through the table there, apologies for that, but yeah, plenty of news again for the Raiders this week and I suppose, Loz, the first one is that we are back to the finals. Uh, missed out last season but we're in the top eight and uh, we're in the, in the opportunity to, to progress further now. Yeah, we've had a great second half of the season, plenty of wins and we've got into eighth place just in time for finals. So it's so great to see the boys are in great form and yeah, really looking forward to the game against the Storm. Rick, it's obviously the ultimate goal each year is to win a premiership, but the first stepping stone uh, is to make the finals and I'm sure you guys are, are pretty happy that you've been able to achieve that. Yeah, Ben, it's been a funny year because it's been a, um, you know, it's well documented. We've had a lot of disruption at the start of the season and... Um, and a little bit of luck on the back end with uh, keeping some key players on the field at the uh, and, and playing together, such as Jamal and Jack, Xavier, Hookers, uh, Zach, and and Tommy. The, you need that in those in those important positions to have that uh, little bit of continuity of the the, the spine, um, and it's been a really big help. So the the back end of the season has been a um, um, a big help in, in getting us into this position, and really, you know, we've. We aim to be in the top four. We aim to be number one, obviously, but we aim to be in the top four, and that's our goal at the start of the season. And um, but after the disruption, I've got to commend the boys on um, their resilience and um, patience. They, they they've hung in there for a long time on the back end of this season and, and won some important games. Finals footy has just got something about it. You know, September the weather's getting a bit nicer. We had the the guys in from Fox and Nine uh, earlier in the week doing the stuff, and you could feel the energy amongst the group. Um, Rick, how do you channel that energy? into a final series? Well, it's just there in the individual. You know, you could feel it after the game. The boys are really excited about the, um, the season being over now and looking forward to a, a new competition, and that's the, uh, your playoffs. And um, you, you could just smell and feel the buzz in the change rooms that, uh, you know, we're in, 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 the, um, in the back end of the competition now. So, um, yeah, we've got experience, and that, that's a, a big help, Ben. We've got uh, youth in our... Um, especially on our wedges there, our outside backs and our centres. We've got youth um, combined by our bigger players, our, our, our uh, high-profile senior boys who have played representative football uh, and they've played in semi-finals, grand finals. They know what it's about at this part of the season and that's a great bonus. It's an advantage for my younger players that they have that uh, experience in those boys around them. Talking about those ex- uh, inexperienced edges and youth on the edges, <coughs> you've got... Uh, Matt Timokor, who has uh, Loz officially re-signed for an extra season. 
um, until the end of 2025 now. I mean, that's a massive boost going into a finals campaign. It's a great boost. He's had such a good year. I think he's played every game, him and Starla, the only two that have played all games this year. And he's just been so damaging and has got eight tries as well. So he's been great. What have you found about him, Rick, that you've liked this season? Just the, his progression as a footy player for me. And he's, he's you know, I, I said to both Seb and uh, Matty Tomaka at the start of the year, you've got to go and show me that you're in a real place and you've got to hold your position. And it's not just holding it by... Um, playing well, you got to you got to play you got to play to your capabilities, you know, to maximal effort each week, and they've really done that. I I, I couldn't be happy with both centres. They've been outstanding this season. Um, Sebi had a little bit of a slower start, he, a little bit of disruption with COVID and whatnot, but um, you know, both centres have been um, they, they probably they've proved a point. You know, they they've uh, shown me that they're. Real quality. They've shown me they're a big part of this football team and they deserve their position. Absolutely. Look at the team uh, across the back line. You've obviously got Rapper, who's still got one year left on, on his contract. He's, you know, obviously coming towards the back end of his career, but you've got um, Tomoko, you've got Chris, you've got James Schiller, Albert Hopawade, Nick Kotrick. I mean, all these guys, Xavier Savage, all young um, and all committed to the club. So, I mean, that must be encouraging for you. Yeah, it is. It's really good. And, and James and Hopper, when they've had their um, opportunity, they've came in and they've shown us they're in a role as well. Um, but I must say, you know, you talk about Rapper, he provides so much energy for those young boys. And he, he's been a real leader. You know, I only asked him before the game on the weekend to, to make sure he grabs his back five and there was things I needed him to talk to them about. And they look up to Rapper and, um, you know, he, he's... Is a great advantage for a coach when you've got youth on, youth in those positions, and you know we mentioned Xavier, how how young he is. When they've got rapper around them, you can feel the confidence, and it, it just it just a um, gives it as a coach, it gives you that confident feeling in regards to the their their learning through experience, and they're listening to somebody who's been there and done it, and he's and rapper still he's playing so well. Yeah, he is. You you've won a grand final with a a winger who was. 36, 37, um, by the time he retired, Chicka Ferguson. Yes. Um, I mean, yep. do you see a bit of that in and Rapper? Brett, and Brett Mullins, actually. Yeah, that's right. Do you see a bit of that in Rapper, in the in the fact that he's that experienced oh, guy absolutely. on the edge? Absolutely. No, he, you know, he's the fun around training. He's the fun around the uh, training facility. He's the uh, the character who um, I think it makes his day when he upsets me, which is uh, <laughs> most days of the week. Uh, um, and lies to his wife about being here at physio or being here in a meeting with me when he's at Ioani playing golf. <laughs> well, I did see an Instagram story this morning. Kelsey must have um, actually relented because he had his young bloke with him on the golf course this morning climbing through a bunker. So he's Kelsey, worked out a way to get yeah, the best of both worlds. Kelsey thought they were at home. Loz, <laughs> <laughs> uh, memberships on sale this week. Um, of course, another membership record, 23,491 is the number for 22. Um, and we're back on sale and hoping to, you know, eclipse that again next year. Yeah, back on sale as of yesterday. I know the membership team have been really busy on the phones. Um, you can get memberships from $55 um, onwards. So, yeah, it's, it's great to see people getting on board. The best way to sell memberships, Rick, is to keep going into September and it October. Is. <coughs> it is. And, and look, we love we love our supporters. We, um, we know they sit through some difficult conditions out there. We love winning for them. Um, and I know the players, they, they do everything they possibly can each week to win a game of football. They've done a good job on the back end and hopefully our, our members are all very proud of the team and, um, you know, we're, we're very fortunate with such a loyal crowd. Raiders 56, Tigers 10, Leichhardt Oval on Sunday afternoon and going into the game, 
Rick, you obviously saw the result went our way between the Dragons and the Broncos and you elected to rest both Elliot and Jack. First of all, tell us, because Jack told me what his reaction was, what was that conversation like on <laughs> Sunday morning? Oh, it was a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot easier. Um, it was actually, I, I thanked Elliot um, and Jack and Elliot needed it. He, he, he was banged up and uh, only just talking to Elliot yesterday and he, um, he needed that. Uh, break. I mean, if he did play, he um, he might have been in a position where it did aggravate it further. But he's uh, he's on the mend now, and he's okay. But with Jack, Jack just wants to play football. I understand that, but um, you know, Tim Sheens reminds me all the time of a uh, situation in '93 when we were winning 58 nil against Parramatta, and I went back out in the second half, and um, he had a trainer come on and said, you know, "Sheens, he wants you off," and I just said, "Give me another 10 minutes." And uh, in that 10 minutes, it was uh, that horrific ankle injury. And, um, you know, it was um, too late in the season where I, I played every game and um, it was very hard for the next young halfback to come up and get that, I talk about combination cohesion, find that rhythm with these players around. It was very difficult for us. And I um, always have that etch in my mind. When I want someone off, I want them off. And, mm. um, and now with Jack, it's... I took, you know, took Gemma off at half-time as well. He wasn't happy, um, but bad luck. It was about the team for Gemma and, and for Jack too. He, he, he was good, Jack, yesterday. He said, I said, I appreciate you taking the message the way you did. And he said, well, I was in a pretty bad situation. He said, because if I had said, no, I'm playing, and I played and got injured, it was my fault. Yeah, but, that's exactly right. <laughs> uh, but it's all, always for the good of the team. Yeah, and, absolutely. And they are team-first people. And, you know, especially those two boys, they're great, Gemma and Jack. And, you know, I've got them... Fresh and healthy for our first semi-final, and that was the uh, the end result I needed. You can probably thank uh, the team uh, in their response to that game, I suppose, knowing the result, knowing that you know they had a bit of a margin to play with. They come out in the first half and they put forty-two points on the board. That gives you the luxury to bring yep. Jamal off at halftime and Absolutely. and give him a rest. I mean, the, the the performance itself in that first forty minutes was um, pretty special. It was, and Matty Frawley, you know, shows that. Uh, the quality of Matty Frawley. I spoke to him on uh, Sunday morning, and that's when he found out he was going to be uh, playing um, Albert Hopewadi as well. So, their professionalism in their um, preparation helped them play very well. And um, Hopper, Hopper was great. You know, he, he went on at five eight, and uh, for about one minute, and then <coughs> Xavier came off, and then he went that's full back, and then but then he, he didn't get to go there. there. Yeah, he went back there, and um, he's you know, and as I say, you talk about making decisions for the team, uh, and, and, and and Hopper did. He said, I'll play anywhere. And he, he's, he's been – he's found a little bit of um, consistency with getting on the field this year. Hopper's – the last couple of years, there's been no competition in our New South Wales Cup. Uh, Hopper's had a couple of uh, problems with some injuries early in the season. He's found some game time, and, and Shanus is an NRL player too. Someone who has also been playing really well is Hudson Young. Um, he's had such a great year. He scored plenty of tries as well. Um, how proud are you of him, of how he's been playing? Yeah, I am proud of Hudson. He, he, he's such a great bloke to coach. I, I enjoy coaching because he's so passionate about his football. He wants to learn. Um, I know he's always up with the assistant coaches, you know, looking and uh, talking about their, looking at his game, talking about his game. Um, I really hope he does represent this year at the back end of the season in the World Cup. Um, you know, with Hudson... Um, and that's why we're in the semi-finals. We've got, we've got our players all playing well. Individually, you've got a responsibility to play well each week. 
You know, it's less than 1% of your week, that 80 minutes. So it's your responsibility to play um, to your maximal effort each week. And I know it doesn't happen each week. I know there's games there where we have players out of form or whatnot, but we've got players in form. That's so important. Talking about players in form, um, Joe Tarpany, and obviously um, with Jack and Elliot out last weekend, you had the opportunity to hand him the captaincy and you could see his response uh, in the way that he carried himself into that game uh, during the game and after the game, how much that meant to him. I mean, that's great knowing that you've got those leaders in the wings. Yeah, look, this year we've um, had two new captains in um, Jack and Joe and they both take it very personally. They, they um, I, I believe over the last two years their growth off the field has um, turned them into real leaders and when I say real, they're, they're living their leadership and I, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very... I suppose got that luxury as a coach having those two boys there in the in the wings in regards to uh, uh, leadership as being captains. Yeah, it's a, a wonderful thing to have and a wonderful performance. We'll put that one to bed though, and uh, we'll move on shortly to the final between the Raiders and Storm. You're listening to Behind the Limelight, thanks to OAC Digital. So, Rick, I suppose um, in terms <coughs> of having the team back in the finals, what is that like for you personally to see the team back where they? back where you want to be. I mean, um, we obviously copped a fair bit of flack last year for a, a, perform- a season that didn't go to plan, but um, this will be the third season in four that we've been a part of a final series, and I'm sure that's something that you're, you're happy about the way the team's bounced back. It's, it's what you coach and play for. You want to, you want to play in the, uh, the playoffs. Um, you know, we, we had a lot, of, um, a lot of bad luck at the start of the season. Um, it flowed on from last year, and I say at the end, at, I say, sorry, I say at the start of every season, I don't want any bad luck, um, don't want any good luck, just no bad luck, and you know it's you need it, you need it, and, and there'd be teams that haven't made the eight this year that you thought would have been challenging for it, and some of those teams haven't had any luck, some are out of form, and you do, you work hard to find the the timing of your run, you work hard for momentum. And you've, you've, as I say, I stress you've got to have a little bit of luck. And in the back end of the season, we've kept some key figures on the field, and that's helped us. What are you most proud of in the way the team's performed, especially in the second half of the season? Probably the, you know, the word resilience. You know, there's all beautiful fuzzy words being thrown around. People reading books and making up. Uh, you know, we talk about culture a lot and whatnot. You've got to live it, and the boys are. I, I talk about resilience from a real point of view. Um, they've shown resilience this year because, you know, uh, I think we were coming 12th or 13th there at one stage we were at the, the I think we were last after the Warriors after game. The Warriors after the Warriors game, game yeah, for, so for a period, that's right. And, 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 and when you're a proud club, when you're a proud coach, proud individual as a player, you, there's pressure on you there with that. And nobody looks at the, the whys, they just look at the result. But for us to be able to just circle the wagons, so to speak, and just worry about the inner sanctum here and not the, not the noise outside, they've shown a real tough mentality. And that's where we talk about resilience. You've got to be mentally tough to, to put all the, the hurdles aside, to put all the noise aside and believe in what we're doing, Stay, stick to our processes here as, a, uh, as an operation when we're you know, planning and training and preparing to play a game of football and it's tough and, you know, we're on the back of four losses in a row there again early in the season and 
that's when you're you're tested as a as a human. That's when you're tested as a person and what your personality is about. What's your real character? And I I talk about real, and these boys are real in regards to having that uh, tough mentality. Loz remembers um, definitely because she was on that trip when we went to Redcliffe and. We were texting each other and she says, oh, I'm the jinx in the team. We haven't won since I've been away, but you'll be happy to know that the last couple of games she's come on, we've won. So you notice the game after Redcliffe, she wasn't there. <laughs> oh, is that a coincidence? <laughs> I didn't uh, tell you. <laughs> uh, talking about luck, the other thing you probably need in a football team is consistency and for the back end of the season, you've had that with your spine. Um, how important is that and you know the impact that Jamal Fogarty's made since coming into this side and probably the thanks that you have to give to Brad Schneider as well for doing that job earlier in the season. Brad Brad and Matty Frawley, but Brad Dubuing is a... Uh, uh, I think he only might have had one game as an NRL player, but basically Dubu- really Dubuing this year. Um, he was astronomical in in working with Jack, um, working with our... Well, we only had Tommy Starling mm. um, after game one, and there's a lot of, lot of stress and pressure there, and we tried to ease that with Brad. We didn't put pressure on him. We had to get him into learn how to be an NRL player, learn about the intensity and the collision. Um, and he was he was worn out after around eight or nine. It's when I brought Matty Frawley in to give him a rest. Um, he did an enormous job for us, Brad Snyder. Um, I know there was a game there at GIO, he won it on the back of his goal kicking. Mm-hmm. I think he kicked uh, four from four or five from five uh, under pressure. And then he had a kick to win the game. So I, I forget what team it was, but um, for a young... A young man who's just starting his NRL career and got a big future. Um, he'd done an enormous job for us at the start of the season. And having Jamal then off the back of that, I mean, we all were pretty deflated when we got that news after that trial game. And we trialled so well in that game and the halves looked really strong and they'd put in a pole pre-season and then um, all of a sudden you're confronted with the news that he's out for an extended period. To, to get him back in the way that he's you know, built his season off the back mm-hmm. of that, I mean, that's an impressive thing as well. Yeah, Mick Crawley just showed me some statistics today for the last uh, seven games. Now, stats, are, I won't go into them, but we looked at five or six key areas that um, we find are statistics that we need uh, to be very high, high uh, percentage in. And you know, we're one, two and three in the, in, the game, in the league at the moment over the last seven, seven weeks. And that comes on the back of having consistency, cohesion with your spine. The the Raiders. How do we how do we um, believe that we can go deep into this finals campaign? What is it that has that belief amongst the squad? Uh, the belief's there. Well, and that's all I need. I um, I much prefer to have the belief in inside here than outside. Um, I know our fans all believe in us, and um, our families and mates. That's that's all that worries me. Let's get to the big one then. Raiders v Storm, Amy Park, Saturday evening, five forty p.m. The Raiders will travel down there to Melbourne. Uh, Rick, knockout finals. How do you approach these games? I mean, we've realistically been playing knockout football for a month, but um, obviously, you know, it's it's there. The, the the loss is season over, and obviously, the chance to win and progress. We've been we've been playing knockout footy. We've been playing that sudden death. Um, emotional roller coaster ride that we've been on for three months. So, you know, going into another game knowing it's sudden death is no different to what we've actually been preparing like for the last three months, Ben. Um, it's, you know, it's a really important week in regards to making sure we look after the players physically. Um, 
we, we know our plan, the players know their plan in regards to what we need to do, it's just a matter of exec executing it. Um, and coming back to what I spoke to you about, Loz, earlier, what, that every individual needs to play his best game of football. You had a really good win against the Storm about eight weeks ago and you've also got a really good record at Amy Park. Does that give you a bit of confidence going into this game? Well, we've got belief, um, but I know Craig well and that will make it even harder because um, you know, he knows that we are um, capable. They've got a very experienced finals record, the Storm. I think they've played in, I can't even remember how many consecutive final seasons and you know Craig's obviously experienced, he knows how to get them up for these games. Um, what is it about Melbourne that make them a tough finals opponent? Because we've had a couple of tough finals games against them in recent years. Obviously, we had a, a bad one up there in Brisbane in a, in a prelim, but we had a really good one in 2019 as well. So there's a bit of history and rivalry between the two teams at finals time. Yeah, um, they're a completely different football team than the, the last time that uh, we've, we've met them in finals. Um, uh, they're, they're, they're a very experienced team, um, and a very experienced coach, so... Um, the, the one thing that we know and that I won't have to motivate these boys about is the fact that they'll be prepared and ready to play their best game. James Hughes will be back and Cameron Munster is obviously a big threat too. Where do you see their biggest threats across the park? Oh, I think they'll both play in the halves. I don't think he'll have uh, Nick Mooney there. He'll probably put him at the back um, again. But, you know, we've really got to focus on us too. We know, we know they're good football players. We know they're a good football team. And um, we certainly won't be focusing too much on, on Melbourne. We know, we know their game, we know their individual talents and strengths. Um, but, you know, we, we, we've got to show that belief and confidence in our abilities too. And that's why I come back to, you know, just making sure we're prepared for every individual to be his best. How important are the last two victories? I mean, we've played teams that on paper were a bit under strength, but the professionalism, <laughs> the discipline, the error rates were down. How important has that been for the last two weeks to put those complete games together? Well, it, exactly what you said then, mate. You know, the professionalism on their the performance of their preparation getting to that game, uh, both games. Um, you know, going to games that you you know that you should win, everyone's telling you you will win. Um, and probably the kick in the bum we had uh, v Newcastle when we were down 22-6, I think, 22-6, uh, I think it was, uh, in the first half. That really gave us a, um, a wake-up, you know, and so, sort of shocked us into thinking, wow, you know, we're better than this, but um, these guys, it's an NRL competition. These guys can come out and perform on their day. So um, the last two games, we won how we should have won. You know, and if we had got beaten to Manly and Tigers in the situations they're in at the moment, we, weren't, um, we wouldn't have been... Uh, um, well, I don't think we would have done the club proud in the semis, but we will. Raiders and Storm, 5.40pm. Amy Park, can't wait for that one. Get your tickets if you want to head along and support the team at nrl.com. Uh, dot au forward slash tickets Alright before we wrap up uh, Rick we do a little segment each week where we try and predict something that might happen in the game and for the first time I think ever everybody got something right last week so I had Mokes for a try our guest Xavier Savage had he actually went for a Seb Chris double and a Hudson Young try but if you flip it around the other way that happened uh, and Rosie went for Hudson to score as well so um, everyone gets a point Loz, what have you got for us? I'm back in Sebastian Chris for another try this week. Yeah, he's been on fire, hasn't he? Rick, if you were thinking anything was going to happen this weekend, I'll tell you what you'd like to happen. You'd <laughs> like to be going into the Storm Sheds yes. for a beer afterwards. I'd love to. I'll tell you what will happen. And I'm <laughs> certain of this. And it'll happen each half of the game. 
But at some stage, Billyak would get up off his chair, blowing up, <laughs> going off his head. <laughs> There'll be one blowing up at the, in the coach's box, the other one kicking chairs on the sideline. Hopefully but not. <laughs> hopefully not, that's right. Uh, I'm going to go for Xavier Savage. I think he's due for a try. He's been um, fantastic and... I just love his growth um, across this season and, and the player that he's becoming. So I'll go for that. Rick, uh, thanks very much for thanks joining us thanks this week. We really appreciate it, mate, and um, can't wait to join you down there on Saturday night for what will be a cracking game. Great. Thank you. There it is. Behind the limelight this week, thanks to OAC Digital. We will catch you next week as we preview our next finals game. <laughs> <laughs>